0: Uh, Hello, everyone. Ryan Rodriguez here again for another episode of Connecting Keel Haulers. Today, we are pleased to be joined by Jacob Lassila, an FUT graduate from the class of 2018. Jacob, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to uh, talk with me and pass along some advice to our cadets.
1: Yeah, no problem. Glad to be here.
0: Yep. And so Jacob right now, he works as a senior utility plant operator at Genentech, where he also serves as a lead operator on his shift. And so, Jacob, that's kind of where we're going to start. this interview today. So you've been at Genentech since graduating. Tell us a little bit about your path within the company as you've risen to senior utility plan operator and lead operator and kind of what your role entails there.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, like you mentioned, I started there like probably like a week after graduation. Like they needed me to start right away. They were shorthanded. I did two summers previous uh, internship with them in the same group. So I knew a little bit of like kind of like getting into it, like what to expect, um, kind of knowing where things were at, kind of the business process. But as far as like really diving in deep into the equipment, kind of surface level, and then pretty much two, three weeks um, into being there in my shift, um, our lead operator for our shift ended up leaving to a different group. And it was kind of up in the air who was going to take over and then a couple conversations with my supervisor and I kind of filled that role right away. And so it was kind of like coming in like completely kind of new with a little bit of past experience and then right into the deep end and going to meetings and other groups asking for system shutdowns or Um, operations inside the buildings like uh, making a product and they're like hey we're having issues with this equipment and I'm like okay I need to get back to you on that because I need to figure out what equipment you're talking about so (laughs)
0: didn't quite know all the ropes yet
1: yeah yeah definitely so it was definitely um, my first like couple months it was definitely a trial by fire Um, but I mean I would say that that was the biggest success uh, of starting out like right when I got there and jumping in the fire and getting my feet wet and hitting the ground running, that definitely helped propel me to where I'm at now. Um, my first year I got promoted and then my second year got promoted. So now going into my third year there. So, I mean, now I'm like, um, as far as knowledge base, I'm getting up there on the senior level scale and we got a lot more new plant operators. So I would just say it's a lot of it was just learning and a lot of missed lunches a lot of late nights and working with night shift and just kind of figuring out things together and uh, utilizing my resources around me but I mean yeah definitely uh, there was definitely a little bit of nervousness when I first started but looking where I'm at now and the journey that I've been since being at uh, Genentech it's just like I want to take it back so
0: Nice, nice. What would you say sure. is, is kind of the difference between just being a utility plant operator and now being in a se- more senior role? Is it is it just like decision making or, or what kind of what kind of differentiates the two?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um so when I first got in, it was learning a lot of our different um, standard operating procedures and learning how to troubleshoot our the equipment that we have, learning about like If we need to take this uh, water system down, like how is it going to affect the people inside the building? Or if a failure happens, like who do I need to contact? Or like if we have a reverse osmosis system fail, like what do we need to repair or what do we need to clean in order to get it back up and running? Um, I mean, you're dealing with like large scale like waste systems to where it's like if the waste system isn't operating correctly and you're not within the right pH range, it's like you're going to back up all of production you're having to make calls like hey like i need you guys to slow down because like we can't we're overflowing right now so i mean there's it's definitely a lot picking up right away and i would say ultimately it's just like when you're on the floor as like a utility plant operator i say like a plant operator like loosely because i mean we're an operator, we're a mechanic, we're like a sort of engineer to where we're working with designated engineers. And they're talking to us about like, Hey, like what, what do you want changed? Like, or, Hey, we're looking at changing this part of the system. Can we do this? Is this feasible as far as your knowledge of operating? So you're kind of working hand in hand with that. So, I mean, you're kind of like, it's like a utility belt. It's like, you're, it's whatever the company needs at that point And um, we support whole different sorts of business and processes. And so where I'm at from where I started, it's still a lot of the same because now as, lead, as a lead operator, I'm a little bit more hands off from the field. But if those guys have issues, they come to me directly. And then I have to go figure out. So, I mean, there's still a lot of stuff I don't know. like, But it's <laughs> a, it's, a, it's just about the knowledge of the troubleshooting and trying to work through problems and, kind of knowing how the equipment works. And I would say the role I'm in now, once more senior and once I was lead, it was, I had to, um, I'd had to um, just disattach myself from the field and focus more on the overall scale of like, okay, I got two guys working on this job and that's gonna take this long. And I got three guys over here working on this. I got one guy kind of doing the daily work and that needs to get done for the day. and it's like, okay, we had this issue. I need to pull these guys off of this job and go over there, but we can reschedule that for another day. And so it's just a lot of, I would say multitasking is the biggest responsibility I have. And if I'm out in the field, like involved in like uh, mechanical seal, pump rebuilds, or like um, taking down an RO system for a cleaning and then operations inside calls me saying that we have this issue, I can't really pull myself away from this job. So just opening myself up to more agility to whereas when I first started it was more of like I'm like the grunt force worker out there and Mm -hmm. I'm the one being kind of told but I mean like I said like I was only a couple weeks in and then I was having to make those decisions so it's like it's like (laughs) I was there was definitely a year to probably two years to where I was kind of managing both to where I was out in the field trying to learn and then also trying to dictate and let people know where to be and how to work and so it's just yeah trial by fire and now i feel like i'm getting it but it's still it's just if somebody tells you that they know everything out in the field and there's there's guys that have been there 20 plus years that something comes up and they're like i haven't seen this before like gotcha. didn't know that could happen so gotcha.
0: Yeah, no that that that's pretty cool about and and kind of the transitions between like you're saying being grunt force and like are up up on the front lines and now having to have that bigger picture, uh, kind of view definitely. So and then I like how you talked about um, how, even now it's like I don't know everything and if, yeah, no, you know, know. If somebody on, on the line yeah, would um would tell you know well, they can come up with something and be like I haven't seen that and I've been here for for X amount of years, um, yeah. which actually brings me good to um. The second question I wanted to ask you, because I know you interned at Genentech as well. And a lot of times when we're in career services, students will come in and be worried about not having a lot of knowledge going into an internship. Like, I've never, you know, in, in your instance, worked as a plant engineer, you know, anything. I've been in classes, I've been on the Golden Bear, but haven't really had that experience. So, um, kind of talk a little bit about your internship and, you know, how much of that was just a learning process and not like, Hey, Jacob come in here and you know show us all your skills it's like you're you're learning so kind of talk about yeah. um, that your internship with Genentech
1: yeah definitely I mean like that was definitely a nerve-wracking experience because you on this interview and you show your resume to uh, this kind of like recruiter in my case um, it was an existing engineer and engineering specialist that had graduated Matt Trujillo and he interviewed me it was a great interview everything went great and then um, you kind of go in your first day and you're like, okay, I had all this stuff on my resume, I had all these classes to kind of like sell myself uh for this internship. And then okay, now I gotta act on it. And you know what? Like everybody there was super nice, and it was just like kind of like I my biggest advice to like anybody trying to get in with the internship is that first day, you're just like a you're like a puppy dog. Like as soon as you see somebody get up, don't wait for somebody to come grab you. Like they got enough and now being in this role and we've had uh intern or two come through and it's just like I don't have the time to like focus on the intern when I got all these guys to focus on as well and it's like hey like kind of need that self-motivation that self-drive to come and grab me and like hey can I follow you and that's what I just did during an intern I was like as soon as the guy left to go in the shop and out to the field I was just following and some guys were more willing to teach. Some guys were less willing to teach, but at least I was watching and at least I can hand them a tool or maybe I can hold something. And then sure enough, that first year, it was five days a week, eight hours a day. And I did a lot of rounds. That's how I got my feet wet was, it was just a simple checklist of like going around all the equipment and different buildings and Um, checking that off and then you do like kind of like uh, we have very uh, simple PMs that you do weekly Um, and those are just kind of easy checks to where it's not too involved but you're just kind of making sure the system is operating correctly and uh, just uh, another step on preventative maintenance and um, just kind of utilizing myself as like an extra appendage for one of the other guys there like you need some grunt thing that you don't really want to do well hey i'm, I'm There's here the <laughs> yeah i'm here like it's but it is it that is the biggest thing that i helped me and helped prove my value within the company was i was always there i was never like waiting around for something to do or i was never like i it always seemed like i was with somebody or available and that helped my knowledge quickly and Um, the next summer when I came back it was kind of same deal and a month in I started we have four shifts we have two day shifts one side of the week the other half of the week and I ended up when on my five days a week eight hours a day the back half of the week was shorthanded I ended up staying like 12 hour shifts with them just doing like the grunt work that they couldn't get to because they were um, backed up and it ended up being to where they asked me, do you want to just stay on our shift and don't work five days a week, just work our shift schedule. And I was like, heck yeah, like actually, actually would like a summer to where I get half the week off. And it's kind of nice. nice. Yeah, Uh instead of working five days a week. And um, so yeah, that ended up propelling me even further to where like volunteering and stepping up into that role to where I was still doing the grunt work and still helping out in that areas. But at least got to see what a shift schedule was like and got to be exposed to a lot more things, even though I wasn't really directly involved, I got to see a lot. So, and then knowing that they basically going into that job interview, knowing that like, Hey, he shows up, he is always willing to help out. Like he does show knowledge. I mean, I would say when I was an intern, I didn't show immense knowledge of everything, but I was a hard worker. Um, I did work on a lot of systems and I did show knowledge and interest, but ultimately it's like, there was still a lot. I still had to learn in my senior, junior and senior year. So, um, but yeah, when I came in, they basically knew who I was. They knew how I, my work ethic and they're like, yeah, but this is somebody I can invest in. Kind and those, I mean, uh,
0: those people skills thinking or speaking for themselves as opposed to the technical things that they can teach you. And like you said, yeah. that you're still learning, but the. I mean, just hard work, you know, do, do anything type of attitude, Um, which which kind of wants me. So you were, you were at Genentech for two years, right? Interning. Um, Mm -hmm. So what was kind of the process then for transitioning to full-time? Like, did they approach you and say, Hey, Jacob, you know, apply for this opening that we're going to have, or, or what was that kind of process for you?
1: Yeah, that process was pretty simple. It was like, um, I kind of, I already told them like my last, I was like, look, like, let me know, like when there's an opening, like I want to come work here. Like I want to invest myself with this company. I enjoy being here. And it was like, okay, yeah, we'll let you know. Um, and I came back, like, I didn't really come back during the school year. They left it open for me too, but it was kind of, I had a lot going on with school. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was like on doing soccer and then I was uh, RHO. Um, and so it's like, there's a lot of, but I came back during my winter break and they said something was, uh, coming up around the corner um called me they said hey we got an opening we're leaving it open for you or kind of like hey like put your application in like yep. and then I, I think I had waited like a week or something like I that was something I missed and then somebody called me and they're like hey like do this put in your application like <laughs> we you, want to hire you <laughs> yeah it's and so I put it in and then interviews came quick it was very it was nice and it wasn't, I wouldn't say relaxing, but it felt comfortable going into an interview to where it's like, okay, this person isn't, doesn't like, the supervisor that I worked with for two summers is now um, the interview uh, on the interview panel. And so it's like, a lot of the questions is like informal to where it's like more business questions and they already know like your technical experience. They already know who you are and what your work ethic is. So I would say it was very relaxed. And I did have like another job interview, like, I think like last year to where it was a little bit more nerve wracking because it's like, I didn't really know the people there. Mm -hmm. Um, but then again, it was like, I, I mean, I'd say like, with your interview knowledge and skills, if you, if it's something that you practice, then, it's like I, I don't know. It's just a conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think uh, yeah. I think we talk about that a lot with our students of like, you know, interviewing is a skill, and it, it the nerves are definitely going to come in. I don't care yeah. how many times you interview, <laughs> you're going to go into another interview, especially if you don't know the people and or and you want something. like yeah. That's when when the nerves rise. So yeah, come to our office and uh, and we can practice. Like you said, it's, yeah. it is it that's is awesome. something you can get better at and and more comfortable with, for sure. Um. All right. Thinking back now a little bit to Cal Maritime, what? How do you feel the the Cal Maritime overall, the education uh, prepared you for your internship with Genentech and then transition and the FET program specifically? Kind of what were the what were the uh, things that class wise or whatever that that
1: really prepared you? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'll break it up into twos. I'll talk about uh, the school in general, and then I'll talk about like the actual program. Like And school in general, in general too can be, yeah. you know,
0: whatever, anything about the school for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say like the biggest thing that enticed me coming to the school was definitely like the hands-on program and also the leadership. Uh, I did Boy Scouts uh, growing up before um, I came here. So I was kind of already used to like structure and uniform. So, I mean, that really didn't bother me also made it kind of easier like you kind of just show up <laughs> yes, and that's like so you, you know what it you're is. gonna wear uh-huh. um, the only thing that bugged me was the shaving i don't think I've, i maybe only shaved once since graduating i kind of just always keep a constant like uh stubble gotcha but uh yeah i think that's the only thing out of Cal Maritime. i mean still i still keep the uniform at work um uniform is not required where i work but i still keep my own like uniform um i wear kind of like the same work shirt same uh pants and i got a set of five of them so it's like <laughs>
0: cycle through, like,
1: yeah cycle through it's easy um i don't know it's, it's just one of those habits that it's it, it's nice and, and it keeps it professional
2: mm-hmm.
1: um the other thing too is with the core um kind of that leadership capability that you learn and the accountability too, um to where it's like self-run I mean, ultimately, like, I definitely learned a lot about leadership coming into the role that I was in. And there was definitely a lot of mistakes, definitely a lot of like understanding how different people operate. I'm still learning it. I mean, it's like one of those things to where I don't think you can 100% grasp unless you're just a natural born leader. It is something you can learn, but I mean, definitely it's like one week you could be a great leader and then the next week you could have a bunch of mistakes, but new, new situations and new people all the time. Exactly. But
0: it kind of makes it hard to be a master of something that's always changing for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. it's like, yeah, it's like you could have a great week and meet all your timelines and deadlines. And then all of a sudden next week, it's like you're behind and it's like, okay, I need to pick it up but it's like making sure that you're always constantly reaching towards improvement and bettering yourself and I think that's what kind of Cal Maritime taught me too is that it's okay to make mistakes but it's how you recover from those mistakes and I mean yeah you're thrown into leadership positions um with kind of not general understanding and then people are there at Cal Maritime to kind of coach you through and there are the mentors there there are the commandants there and um to help you through and you do have peers that share that similar interest so i mean that definitely prepared me too i was also a student hall director my senior year which definitely put me into that like next wave of leadership to where it's like okay now you're in charge of like a whole branch of the school with the student leaders that are leaders as well so it's like you're at you're a step up from the leadership and so i haven't hit that level at work but I mean definitely that helped me so much coming into a role to where both feet in and it's like okay yeah you need to be a leader and flip the switch so that definitely helped me um I would say the non-distractions at Cal Maritime it does kind of sometimes suck to where like there's not, not that much I've gotten that yeah. vibe
0: from, from some students yeah. that I mean there's,
1: there's definitely that give and take for sure with that. No, definitely. I talked to a lot of my friends that went to other colleges, too, to where it's like, I mean, even my wife, too, and she went to Sonoma State, and it's like, she's like, yeah, I, like, miss school, and I miss, like, being around friends, and there's friends that I still reach out to and talk to, and it's like, yeah, miss them as well, but, man, like, I love working more than being at Cal Maritime, (laughs) (laughs) like, there's a whole other world, whole other realm outside of there, and it's like I wouldn't change anything about going to Cal Maritime. I would still go through the same program, same situations I went through because it makes you appreciate the small things in life and understand, like you know what, this wasn't as bad as like when I went like through like the training ship cruise and it was like the middle of the night and I had to take rounds mm-hmm. and now people call me in the middle of the night for work and it's like okay yeah no big deal i don't have to be up for four hours i can answer <laughs> like a I can answer yeah. a 10 minute phone call um and it does it, everything like looking back on it every part of that program it makes you realize that all the benefits that like you reap the rewards that you went through mm-hmm. and going to work now it's like man like yeah it, you get used to it you get through the bumps and the hurdles of getting, but yeah, I get vacation when I want to. It's like, (laughs) I get, I get to, I get paid for what I do. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's one of those things to where, yeah, it's definitely a lot nicer. And then especially with like the FET program that I went through, um, I knew coming in, I didn't want to sail. Gotcha. I wanted to be shore based. I wanted to go to the movie theater when I wanted to, like, I wanted to like go to like a sports game if I wanted to, didn't want to get stuck out in the middle of the ocean, Mm -hmm. but love the traineeship, but um, not my cup of tea. Um, that seems
0: like one of those that uh, it's, yeah. you're either it or you're not.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I like that field because it did, without that field, that area, it, it's a little bit smaller community with the EVT. I think I graduated with like 18 people um and so you definitely get to know a lot of people closely um the simulators love the simulators definitely like all the hands-on labs um and also like the teachers within the engineering technology program like even like i had teachers with the met program but i would say like having that whole circle that whole wing um that whole bay of uh, teachers' offices and, I mean, even some of the teachers in the classroom buildings to where it's, like, you could pretty much walk in and have a conversation for an hour about, like, either personal issues or school issues and, and, like, to where it's, like, you have, like, a teacher that notices when you're gone for, like, one day of work. <laughs> or one day of uh, class and it's like you go to a school with like 150 students in one classroom like the teacher's not gonna care or understand and if they're you're not gonna know who you are yeah. <laughs>
0: like, you know it, yeah it gets tough yeah. for
1: sure so i mean that was definitely nice always having that constant support and like the open classroom experience to where it's like you could have a discussion in the middle of class
2: mm-hmm.
1: some classes were more formal than others some classes were a little bit more informal to where it was a discussion but i mean ultimately it's like yeah like I love the simulators and a lot of the technical classes that definitely helped me prepare and it's like coming out of Cal Maritime I learned a little about a lot like uh, what is it what's the saying like um master of none or what is it
0: uh yeah. No, I, I know what you're trying
1: to say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm but trying to think yeah, of it. It's you're like,
0: like you can, you know, a lot of things, but you're not an expert in any one, yeah, one type of, yeah, for sure.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what catches people up sometimes at that school is like, man, like that was my biggest stress about graduating is like, mm-hmm. I have all of these classes under my belt. And then it's like, crap, like that control valve. Like, I remember being in an instrumentation class and understanding on how like that works, but it's like, I need to remember a little bit about mm-hmm. like, like crap. Like, I, but it's like, I, it's like I, you pick it up after a little bit and once you see more things out in the field. And yeah. it's like, at least you know where to go to and you know who to talk to and you know what to say in those conversations. We have a whole instrumentation group, we have a whole automation group. I just need to know like who to it, go see. Yeah. Who to go see. And it helps me out with the troubleshooting. But Got yeah, you. I, the, those aspects with Cal Maritime and especially like, um, like the FET program definitely like, yeah, helped out.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think again, like in conversations that we have with students and that we talk about in in the career center is sometimes the students feeling like, yeah, I'm not going to know these particular things, but kind of like you said, like Cal Maritime gave them the base knowledge and then where you're at will teach you exactly what you need to know about that company, that job, so on and so forth. So um, yeah. So actually that's a pretty good segue to the next question is thinking back to Cal Maritime then, uh, what is something you wish you had done differently in preparation for your career? And then also what is something you stressed about in college that now looking back on it is like, that's so trivial. I didn't, you know, like I was, (laughs) I was worried about this thing and it it doesn't actually matter that much.
1: Yeah. um, I would say looking back on my count, I wish I paid more attention in classes. Like. (laughs) like where like there is some classes where it's like i just need to make it through like please like make help me make it through like um and then there was some other classes to where it was just like a little bit easier i'm not gonna spend as much time on it like because i got another class i need to worry about um i mean that's something looking back on it to where it's like like what i said about the control valve like that's just Mm -hmm. one example but it's like oh crap like that chemistry class like we're talking (laughs) about like like um, reverse osmosis and pH control and bisulfite injection. And it's like, oh crap. Like I remember talking in chemistry class, mm-hmm. like, like oh man. And you like, see it what in was your body like, yeah. what was it? Yeah. And then like understanding like the mechanics of like uh, pumps and understanding pump curves and pressures versus flows. And it's just like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that like I wish I paid a little bit more attention to, or like mm-hmm. if I right now, if I had the same brain going back, like I could have had a little bit more review in certain classes. Yep. But mm-hmm. it's like there's so much jam-packed knowledge that it's hard to like really um, focus on. And I definitely attribute to the, yeah, yeah. I would say the troubleshooting ability that you learned from Cal Maritime that definitely helped out the best. But understanding a little bit more and diving more deeper into bookwork. Um, I wouldn't take back like doing like four years of soccer and I wouldn't take back like doing like the RHO and the housing and learning that leadership ability. Cause I mean, if I change all that, like who knows if I'd be where I'm at right exactly. now, yeah. but like a lot of that stuff took away from the technical knowledge that I learned. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, is there something that I could have given up? Or it's like, I mean, like, I remember talking with a couple of teachers to where it's like the triangle, you got to give up one part of the triangle, or it's like, can't be successful and it's like social life um sleep and academics it's like you got to pick one that you don't want
0: mm-hmm. you
1: can't have everything you, got, so. you
0: trade-offs is what it's all about yeah yeah,
1: yeah. yeah so sure. definitely if i had to go back that's something that i would have focused on a little bit more um i think definitely spending especially in the technical classes like gotcha. diving in deeper understanding more about like the theory and understanding more about the, um, the reasonings behind answering the questions of, well, why, why mm-hmm. this, why that, um, instead of just kind of like, okay, what do I need to know for the test? <laughs> yeah. Like, what do I need to memorize <laughs> yeah. for the test? Cause I mean, there is that you do go through those weeks at Cal Maritime to where it's like, I got two tests this week. Mm-hmm. And I got to divide up my time, and it's like, well, I got this, like, I got, yeah, I got, I, I got on duty, and, and I got all this homework that's going to take me a couple hours, and it's definitely time management. And I definitely would be the first to say that I was not the best at time management.
0: <laughs> I, I would, I would say, from shoot, from personal experience, <laughs> and as well, like you look back on college, like, man, I could have. Like you said, dove in so much more yeah. than I did because I wanted to do all these other things. And you know, you're 18 to 22 years old, and it's like, boom, I like I'm trying to have some fun right now. Yeah. So, um, it's it is that that give and take that yeah. Yeah, I look back on college as well, and I'm like, man, I could have, like, you know, or there's like this speaker that came that oh, like now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, that would have been really cool to go listen to, but I wanted to go hang out with my yeah. friends, and so I didn't go to that, <laughs> and it would, you <laughs> know, so it is what it is, though, and also you know, I, I did mention earlier, the, what is something you stressed about maybe in college that now looking back on it, you're like, I, you know, I was kind of uh, stressing too much about something that didn't matter nearly as much as I thought it did.
1: Yeah, I would say, I would say like, granted, looking back on it, like again, I wouldn't to change it, but looking back on the interview mm-hmm. and the job thing, Didn't care about the four years. Like, you know, I I was taught like high school and um, even going into college what businesses were. I don't, maybe this is probably evolving, but like, yeah, like all these businesses care about your extracurriculars. They care about like what's all that's on your resume. I mean, a lot of it like that helps you get your foot in the door for the interview. But a lot of that, like they're looking at like your technical like ability and what you can perform at work. And so, I mean- Maybe looking back on it, wouldn't have done like resident hall officer, like wouldn't spent a lot of time with that because that would have freed up a lot more time for studying. Um, Yeah, the four years of soccer, like I had some guys that didn't do housing that were on the soccer team that were great, like engineers and business majors um, got good grades. So, I mean, I think I could have still done that, but it's like would have had to give up something to where my academics could have been a little bit better. Um, I think I stress too much about trying to do everything and be the best all around to where it's like, yeah, you might be good all around, but you're not going to really excel at a certain area. So I think I wish I would have excelled more in my academics and focus, like what I said, focus more on like understanding than trying to get the grade to pass.
0: Yeah. And yeah. So, sometimes I, that is a tough thing though, is, is like you said, that's the schedule. So jam packed. that It's like, I just need to get past this test yeah. and, and when shoot, when we're just studying for tests, it's, it's not a, it's memorization as opposed to like imprinting it.
1: Into no, definitely. Minds, and sure. I, I do, I would, I would say too, like, yeah, there's a lot of guys that had good GPAs and that really studying and focus that didn't do any extracurriculars and that are very smart engineers that I, I graduated, graduated with. I would say that a lot, I, I even told the interview, I was like, look, you're not getting the, I'm not the brightest guy that graduated. <laughs> I graduated, but like, this is me. Like, um, and they didn't even look at my GPA at all. Like, cause I, I I had heard that they had some, like they interviewed and there was somebody that had a really high GPA and just the conversation did not flow and it wouldn't mesh in a shift yeah. schedule. And it's there a like, business. Yeah. Too. yeah. Yeah. And so I would say like, for students like watching this, like I would say focus, like, I mean, if you get like a B or like a C, like it's not like, don't think of it like the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Like I got, I got a lot of Cs, like (laughs) like, probably there, there might be teachers watching this to where like, yeah, they're like, yeah, he did, he got a lot of Cs to where, but I mean, like I was doing, trying to do everything. Mm -hmm. I was trying to be the person on every part of campus and I couldn't be an expert in everything, and I didn't give myself that time. So I mean, I would focus more on my academics. Gotcha. If I had to go back, and I wouldn't to stress too much on like the extracurriculars. Gotcha.
0: Um, taking it back now to Genentech, what's what's your favorite part of the job there, and then what's your most what do you find is the most challenging aspect of the job? <laughs>
1: Uh, The best part of the job is ultimately, like, um, management style there, I really get along with. Um, They trust me a lot with the decisions to make, and they trust my ability, and I mean, I, like, my first year, like, there's a couple of decisions I made that were not the right decisions, Um, but um, I came into the room, and I owned up to the mistake, and I was like, this is what we're going to have to do in order to fix it. It wasn't like, oh, crap, like, shoot, like, I messed up, like, good luck. yeah um and i would say like it's it's forgiving but it's also like they 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 challenge you there they challenge you there to make your own decisions be your own person and be accountable to what's going on um and that's what i really like about the job i like that um i could probably go into work on sunday or monday and night shift can pass on like a system's failed and they don't know how to get back up and it's like oh crap like All that scheduled work for today, I can't even get to until we figure out like what's going on. Um, I say that is stressful, but it's also exciting knowing that like I'm not going to come into work and I'm not going to do the same work that I did yesterday and I'm not gonna keep like doing it for the rest of the week. Like there's something else that's going to come up. There's different work that comes on the schedule. I mean, there's some jobs that come come up. And I'm like, ah, man, I don't really, I, I don't want to do that this week. It's like, <laughs> not really a fun one. Um, I was just shorthanded last week and I had to do a job to where it was it was a grunt work. It was like, um, yeah, we were shorthanded and I had to do a confined space entry so that way we could clean out uh, a sump. Like it's dirty, but it's got to get done. So, I mean, like what I said, like I am like, in the leadership capability but like if it needs to get done like i'm there yeah. roll your sleeves up yeah. sometime i'm there and it doesn't bother me too like i don't think there's been something that we've done there that i haven't done or that i wouldn't want to do or be capable so um that definitely is one of those things too to where the shift dynamic i really like it there um the stressful challenging part is definitely when things aren't like i mean we can go through a week and we could just do scheduled work and we can do like discretionary work to where like, okay, this pump failed, we need to fix it. And then there's other like, but I mean, as far as like the most stressful and challenging is when like, especially with the quality aspect of being in a biotech and, um, having to, um, be regulated within the FDA, uh, for quality systems and quality state of control. Um, uh, we have different groups that, specifically handle like quality aspects of like systems like we're running systems that have to stay under one micro seam of connectivity um, and the TOC uh, in the system too has to be at a certain level and uh, if any of those instruments fail there's procedures that we have to go through and like we're talking about like huge massive distribution systems that wrap around throughout buildings and like we have to steam or chemically clean systems that take a long amount of time. And there's also chemical cleaning that happens to where like you're backed up to another clean system and to where if your Lodo procedure, if you didn't follow that directly and or if there was a mistake, like you could run chemicals to another system and then now that system's down. And we're talking about biotech production with uh, drug manufacturing and there's, whole we're at the base start of everything with our group and if something fails it halts stuff inside and Mm -hmm. that halts uh product getting to patients that need it and especially during a time like this to where like we're ramping up and like things like need to move and product needs to move and i got a system that's coming down on sunday because we have an emergency repair and that we need to coordinate downtime inside like okay you guys got this eight hour window like Gotcha. Make it happen, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've been early on some uh, systems release. Uh, I've been late on some, so it's just that I'd say that's the most challenging and stressful. And making sure your documentation's correctly, like everybody kind of talks about how English and technical writing, like at Cal Maritime, like that was something I learned too. I learned um, with technical reports, like when we're doing lab reports, like. Go get straight to the point. Don't give me a novel. Like give (laughs) me the details and straight to the point. Yeah. Um, so that that is a lot of discretionary work that we do. That is revolved around paperwork. And if something isn't done right, we have to write observations for it. And so um it that is does become stressful when you're working as far as like we need to work as fast as we can and as safe as we can. To get a system back up and running but it has to be done correctly and within the quality we can't just do a repair turn it back on and release it i mean we have to get samples and so i'd say that's the biggest re- stress part is like coming in not knowing what's going on and then having to try and figure out or you're on calls you get an alarm that just mm-hmm. killed the system and you're like oh crap i gotta run over there and the rest of my day screwed yep
0: yep no doubt um so kind of getting down to closing what what advice would you give to any cadets that are interested in being a utility operator
1: and kind of getting um, into, would, the, into the line of work you're in i would just say be open-minded uh, and don't get so closed off into where like oh man in school i really loved hvac and refrigeration like when i'm a utility operator i just want to work on hvac refrigeration
2: mm-hmm.
1: i mean Everything that we do, as far as like, you could be working on a pump one day, or you could be doing uh, maintenance on our RO system. And then you could do maintenance on an HVAC system, like all in one week. And, or you could, there's a room that's out of temperature range and you have to figure that out. So I would just say, don't be close-minded, uh, be open-minded to, and then also too, is like, there could be random tasks that you get asked to do. And sometimes you just have to be willing to do it um, because things need to happen. And it sucks because I was there too, to where it's like, yeah, I have to do it. And there was things last week that I did that I really didn't want to do, but they have to get done. Um, And I would say, um, be a self-driver. Don't wait for someone to tell you what needs to be done. Um, Be proactive. Um, Come up with solutions. Um, Don't wait for solutions to be given to you. If somebody's teaching you, kind of like what I touched on earlier, don't... um, rely on the fact of like answering asking the question just to get through whatever you wanted rely on the question and learning the answer to help you troubleshoot things in the future or to learn from it and utilize that and grow yourself further because there's uh, some guys that we've trained to where it's like okay i know that like they're gonna be asking me that question next week You can just see it going in when you're out the other. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, I'm sure there's other people that can attest to that too. And I'm sure that I'm sure the teachers were there with me sometimes (laughs) where they just gave me and they're like, yep, he's going to ask the same question (laughs) next week. And I'm like, I've definitely been there. Uh So, I mean, but you you grow up through being at Cal Maritime and definitely from where I graduated, I've grown up a lot as far as like um, responsibilities and tasks and understanding like what professional... um, responsibilities are required of you. And um, I mean, yeah, I'd say, yeah, just don't be afraid to try things. Don't be afraid to troubleshoot something on your own. Don't be afraid to like, take a breath when you get to a system and assess the situation. Because I think that's the biggest thing that I learned as far as being um, in some of the simulations classes that you can't just run around with your chicken with your head cut off like you have to assess the situation for safety you have to assess the situation for like what is the system doing because i mean like a lot of times we deal with to where it's just one sensor or one valve that's closed but if you get this tunnel vision and you look right in it you're not going to see the whole picture and you're not going to see is there i've learned that a lot of sensors you can't rely on your you can't rely on your automation or instrumentation you have to sometimes think that things okay i have to act like I have to prove why this value is correct. Mm-hmm. So not getting tunnel vision, being open-minded. Um, cause like there was a class too, that I took to where like we had to write down procedures of like steps that we had to take. And it's like, you can memorize that or you can understand what the steps are to help you start up like a, a steam system. So I would say that's like, kind of like the self-driver motivated come to work with your head held up high. And I mean, we're gonna all have bad days, but don't beat yourself up, just learn from that. And um, own up to any mistakes that you have at work, because there's a lot of things that have happened where I've found valves out in the field that like, why did somebody close this? Or like, why did this chemistry not get checked? And it's like, I'd rather know at what point that thing happened Mm-hmm. then nobody say anything about it because now I have to think that this has been running like this for a couple of weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that time frame is, is probably pretty mm-hmm. important
1: for you guys for sure. No, definitely. And it's like, you don't want to keep making the same mistakes over again. So, mm-hmm. and don't let a new job be daunting to you and overwhelming because you can break down everything in a system to its basic flow diagram. And branch out from there, because I'd say like, kind of like, we all have different systems, but like, if you understand like a seam generator, you understand a reverse osmosis system, you can pick up a new system at a different place pretty quickly.
0: You're kind of making it's those just, con- connections between, finding those similarities to help you tr- with your troubleshooting and, and things like that.
1: No, definitely. And yeah. Don't beat yourself up <laughs> yeah
0: no I would, I would say uh, whether you want to be a utility plant operator yeah. or, or anything else you're gonna have good days you're gonna have bad days and uh, don't don't dwell too much on the, on those bad yeah. ones just
1: And one thing I learned from Cal Merit's time is that you every year there's constantly involving changes that are out of your control. Mm-hmm. the companies that you go to there's gonna be changes that you don't like there's going to be changes that you agree with there's going to be um, new policies like, to where it's like, okay, like, that was different last week, now it's different this week, and sometimes you just gotta, just gotta roll with it, that was was something I learned at Cal Maritime, to where you can't get too bent on trying to change the system, sometimes you gotta evolve with the system. Gotcha, gotcha,
0: well, um, that's all I got, do you have any other closing thoughts? Um,
1: I know you asked very good questions, um, I, I think that basically covered a lot of it um yeah, i'd no, say like
0: great.
1: yeah i'd say like for the students out there you got what is it i mean i'm trying to think of how many years they have till retirement and that's, that's <laughs> yeah, don't, that's don't up think there. about
2: that don't yeah <laughs> i know that's up there
1: but that's the biggest thing too is that like i mean i started jumping ahead like um to where yeah i've only been out for three years and You can't get to, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. I definitely burnt myself out in the first year of working to where I'd be working on my off days and staying up late, not getting any sleep on like days I was working. And so definitely in a better place now, but don't burn yourself out. Like it's a, it's a don't end. Oh, don't compare yourself to people that have been there for 20 years. And if they know (laughs) something that you don't, a lot of times that I've come to find out, like sometimes systems have different heartbeats that like act differently,
2: mm-hmm.
1: They they have their own uh, ways of working. So gotcha. um, yeah, don't compare yourself to people that have been there 18 years. Cause I thought there's, there's some teachers that I was like, crap, like how the heck am I going to learn all that? They're teaching me this and I don't mm-hmm. understand it. And they've, but they've been in the industry for 18, 20 years and they're teaching it. And I mean, three years in. Who knows where I'm going to be in 15 years?
0: Yeah, no, and shoot, from even from graduating, and then you you get into the professional world, and it's like, oh, and then you just start like learning all over again, new yeah. things, and it, and it goes from there. So, um, yeah. and then I don't know if you would mind if because we actually this this interview works perfectly. We have um, Matt just sent us one of one of your guys' summer intern applications, so we're collecting those from FETs and MES. Um, and I think they're due on two on the 9th, we're going to send them over to Matt to kind of start reviewing them, but would you mind sharing your email contact if anybody wanted to reach out to you uh, with kind of more, any more questions or anything about Genentech and your job?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, uh, it's Lassila, J-L-A-S-S-I-L-A-J, at gene.com, G-E-N-E.com, and then uh, my phone number is 650. 650- 457-4945.
0: Cool. Well, Jacob, thank you uh, so much.
2: I think I think that yeah. this is going to be great.